there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because <laughs> oh, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Ahmed Farid, Robbie Earl, Robbie Musto. I mean, we talked about how great this run has been for mm. Manchester City and how great they're looking as a team. And you can just add on the superlatives here, Earl, yeah. because as much as we, we raved over what Liverpool did last year and said, yeah. we'll never see anything like this again. Mm. Amazingly, we're seeing it again. It's relentless. And in the end, they break the spirit of the opposition. For a moment, it's about an hour. The game was in balance. And these three things you look at, the, the talent and quality, we can see that. The football IQ, the decision-making, is, is usually spot on. And then the drive and the hunger to get the three points. When you mix those three things together with a squad that's fit, that's fresh, that's rotated, that has different stars. Gundogan was earlier in the season. Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling. Today, I thought Riyad Mahrez was outstanding there today. And when you get that mix... It, 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 you just can't stop it. They've got different gears. Mm. So they're one nil up. Mm. They're in a they're in a second or third gear, kind of coasting a little bit. They concede a rare goal. They just get caught out. We'll look at it in the highlight um, with a set piece goal. And then there's a noticeable change. Oh, let's try and win the game. They jump up a little bit. <clears> a couple <throat> of subs come on, or Gundogan comes on, and they find another level. They keep they keep hammering away at the wide areas. Rob, it, they? they're always it's... trying to get in behind those fullbacks. The pullbacks happened again today. Two goals. From great balls in behind those wing backs mm. to get the ball across and score goals. As, as I'm watching, it feels like a stress test. It's mm. like they're stressing you here, they're pushing you there, they're pulling you there. Eventually, something's going to tear, and they do. They find a way through, through a gap, maybe between a centre back and a full back, mm. and then they're in. I mean, the amazing thing is, it's like they're running away with it here. And we were talking just, mm. what, a month and a half ago? It's like we have a race this year in the Premier League. Mm. Now it's 15. Now the, the talk becomes how good can this season B for them. They can go for the quadruple. I just read they could they, win they, a bunch of trophies. They've gone 15 straight wins in, in the Premier League. No other team has won more than four straight wins put together. So that shows how far they are. It's about them at the top and winning it probably by Easter and the rest playing for the next three, three spots. But, but back to your question, like, I think they've got a really good chance, Rob. I think they've got a really good chance of winning four of them. I'm talking over 50%. Charles. I mean, we, that, wow. that's conversation we usually have in November, in it, and say, by March, you're thinking, well, that's gone or one's gone. The way they're going, League Cup could be done, FA Cup quite soon, Premier League in the bag, and then the big one. Yeah, and they've just defensively is so much better. Conceded today, unusually, but so much better. That is, for me, the main difference yeah. of why I think they... I think, what, by Munich... Bayern Munich, maybe the other ones that can stop them. One off know. day in the cup, though, can, you know, Everton. Well, like Everton, yeah, play, question. Yeah. Spurs in the League Cup. You never know. Yeah. One of the best defensive teams in the world have 15 different goal scorers this year. Uh, it's just, they can get it from everywhere. They got it from Riyad Mahrez again today, and he is talking after the match. Riyad, congratulations. I mean, the scoreline looks great, but they made you fight for that, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, it was a tough game. I, I think we started very, very good. Scored the first. We created chances. We could have killed the game in the first half, but I think it was offside for maybe this. Uh, second half was a bit uh, more difficult. They, they pressed uh, higher. Uh, but we still created chances. We could have scored. They managed to score the 1-1. And then uh, we finished very good. We never, never gave up. Keep, uh, keep going. Keep uh, pressing. Keep creating chances until we scored. Yeah, the first half you in complete control, nearly 80% possession, but just the one goal to show for it. That was the danger coming out in the second half, wasn't it? I know. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes uh, you can have the ball for even 95%, but you have to to kill the game and we didn't do it in the first half and you always leave like a chance for the opponent to, to 
come back in the second half, yeah. But when you were presented with those questions, you found plenty of answers, four goals, and that's fantastic. Yeah, very good. The last 10 minutes was so good, we scored, and uh, we finished the game. We're very happy, we keep going. Four trophies still in in view, and your manager been, has been talking about no complacency in this team. If there's any complacency in the players, then they may lose their, may lose their place. <laughs> no, no, we, we compete uh, very good with, with each other. It's, it's the only way to improve the, 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 the level of the team and the squad. But uh, trophies, trophies, like I said, and everyone said, we have to play game by game and see what... What's what happens because uh, the next game is United the Derby. We need to, to to stay focused to try to win this game. The quality in the squad is shown by the fact that you can change five, six, seven players and still play at the same level. Well, it's difficult sometimes when we yeah. change six, seven, but uh, yeah, the quality of every player is so good. So uh, everyone uh, make his contributions. And it's very good for the team. And well done, your man of the match tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks. Pep, that turned into a a test in the second half, but you found all the answers. About the second half of the game? The whole thing? Uh, Well deserved. So, fantastic game. So, we suffered after we conceded the goal, the first shot in target they had. So it's so difficult to play against them. They concede few and uh, they wait uh, the speed they have up front and uh, all opens knows it. But uh, we were fantastic, so we play really well in our control. The, after 1-1 one, one, we suffer five minutes, but uh, we overcome that situation and we create a lot of chances at the end and uh, yeah, well deserved. You mentioned total control. I mean, you dominated the first half. I suppose the concern is you just got the one goal from that. It keeps them in the game. The second half, we start really well as well. So I would say we created more chances in 5, 10, 15 minutes. And after we, we lost two balls because we want to attack too quick. So sometimes we want to do the situations too quick. You need more process, as much passes and more calm, more more chances we have. And when against this team you open the game, nothing to do. And uh, it happened five, ten minutes, but the rest was brilliant. The records go on, 21 wins in a row, 28 unbeaten. You match your own club record. I mean, it's a remarkable achievement, isn't it? Uh, Man United. <laughs> this is That's the, your concentration. Man right? United is the only care. We're going to buy the records and everything we've done in the league when we'll be over. So, Man United. But it, the kind of performance that you showed tonight, that late burst to seal the game, is that the, that's the kind of form that you expect from champions-elect? The champions is, uh, I said yesterday in the press conference, the Liverpool. So the crown belongs to them. Uh, we are in the best position right now to take them out, take it out, and, um, and we are going to try. But they are the champions, so, uh, and we want to win it for next season, the final season. But that is only reality, and that's why you need you know, 33 points to play, we have 15 points today. Tomorrow our opponent is going to play, but now it's yes, one or two days off, rest for everyone, especially mentally, because we don't have much time and, and prepare the United at home. Premier League live on Peacock. Two matches down. Kalechi Iheanacho, his timing, his concentration, his technique, all on full display. Sublime equalizer as Burnley and Leicester draw 1-1. And it was Aston Villa absolutely stunned here by last place Sheffield United. David McGoldrick with the game's only goal. Sheffield United played the final half hour plus with 10 men after picking up a red card. But they hang on for the victory today. This palace style, and it can frustrate you, but for Manchester United, bigger problems, you think? I think one of the things is when you look at Solskjaer and and the way that he's gone about things at United, he likes his front four to interchange. That means coming central, that means being quite narrow and being close to each other. But when you're doing that, you need to have your width from your fullbacks. Luke Shaw, I think he's getting back to that now where he's giving the width. Wan Bissak is more defensive minded. You look at Manchester City, look at Liverpool, you know, Trent Alexander Arnold Robertson, you know, when when they won the Premier League, you know, even now they're a huge threat. You've got Cancelo, you've got Walker for Manchester City. United don't seem to have that huge outlet going wide because when you're a team that's not going to dominate possession, which is the case with most teams against United, they'll sit deep, they'll be narrow, and they'll say, okay, go and have the width, but they haven't taken advantage of it. I look at Manchester United today and they played in a way that suited Palace. They played in an 
area that suited Palace, mainly down the central areas of the pitch where, where they're strong. And they played at a speed that suited Palace because Palace could, could just keep moving over each side of the pitch and, and cut them out. And from the start today, they're a point closer to Manchester City top of the table. But in, in respect, they're absolutely miles away. Manchester City play with no striker often, a false nine, and still, with their football, create chances and get goals. Manchester United today had Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford, with Bruno underneath them. None of those three strikers had a shot on target. That being said, if you're talking about style and you're talking about system, more on the manager? It has to be more on, on the manager. Uh, the Bruno thing is a problem. As Danny said, if you stop him or he has mm. a quiet day, where's the create creativity? Interesting for me, at 74 minutes, you take Cavani off and bring Dan James on. 70-odd minutes in the game, after that period, United started to put crosses in. If Cavani gets the chance that Dan James gets, who comes on, it's a goal. Yeah. He scores that. He's made a career out of that. So a couple of things that just a little bit sort of boggling, mind-boggling at times. I, th I think games like this as well, you know, we, he, he's had his criticism over the seasons, but I think you greatly miss Paul Pogba. I think you've got Fernandes who plays as a number 10, but you've got nobody dictating from deep, switching the play, starting to, to really decide the tempo of the game. I don't know, I don't know whether the you Van see that. The Van der Beek thing is interesting yeah. as well, because he's somebody who can, who can create, can make things happen. Now, we're not 100% sure if he's got a bit of a knock, why, why he's not involved. But when, when Pogba's not available and Bruno has a quiet one, you don't really see the, the creativity. Mm. But we have to say... Credit to, to uh, Roy Hodgson and his team because it's one yep. thing to have a plan. It's another to, yeah. to deploy it in the way they did. The discipline, the hard work, the, the blocks and, and the, the shuttling across the team were excellent. To and me. to stay with it and believe in it, I think it's four shots on target over their last three matches. Mm. Unbeaten yeah. those mm. last three mm. matches. They have yeah. a win as well. You mentioned some big names that did not have a shot on target. Matic had a great shot on mm. target, a blast that was redirected, but it was a great save by Guaida. Here's Matic, what he had to say just moments ago. Nemanja, what did you make of it? Yeah, it was not, it was not good enough to, to win this, this kind of games. I think that uh, Palace played solid football, compact. Uh, they waited for their, their chances, uh, some set, set piece or, or counter-attack. At the end, they, they had the opportunity to, to win the game. Uh, we have to do much, much better. We have to, to risk more in attack to create more chances. Uh, so, yeah, we know what we have to do. We know that we are Man United. We have to win this kind of games. We are not happy, of course. But on Sunday, we have a, we have a big, big game against Man City. So we have to forget this one and to, to be focused for, for, the next, for the next match. Did they frustrate you tonight? Always. When, when we don't win the game, we are frustrated, of course. The feeling in the dressing room after the game was, was not uh, great. But as I said, we have to be focused on the next one to learn from, from this game. If we need to take some positives, we have to say it's a, it's a clean sheet. At least today we didn't concede. But we know, we know, of course, that we have to do much better. That's points dropped both visits to London this week. How much does that not help you going into the Manchester derby against the side that are flying? Yeah, we know that we are. We are in, everyone knows that they are in a, in a good run. They are on the top of the table. They play good football. Uh, but we, we will go there to, to compete. We will go there to try to, to win the game, of course. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you. Oli, what did you make of the result and the performance? Disappointing. Um, just a little bit off. And when you're off, I, I think I said to you before the game, did I? Yeah. I can't remember which interview you were speaking. If you're off, if you're not uh, spot on, you're not going to win games. And because Palace are a side that always make it hard for you. Uh, and uh, uh, they did again. Because we just first half too slow to start with. They had a better, brighter start. Then um, we played well for a little while, but we couldn't score the goal. Second half again, never got going. Uh, made some changes, had one or two decent opportunities, but not enough, of course. If you were a bit flat, why do you think that was? Well, that's uh, sometimes it's, it's uh, human. Uh, that's just a human nature. Sometimes you don't uh, work at your best. Today we didn't, um, unfortunately. It's been a long season. I'm not going to put any blame on that because that's every, everyone's got the same season. So of course. Um, 
uh, that's part of it. And uh, you're playing against a good team that make you play the way they want to uh, at times when you don't um, have the quality and tempo that we should have had. Was another thing that you were missing creativity tonight. We kept, we kept giving the ball away. We, you know, there's times in the first half when we had some crisp passing, plays in the right positions, like simple passes, but quality passes. And then we we built some uh, some pressure. We had some half decent chances. Marcus had a good chance in the first half, some good play. Uh, but we kept giving it away easily, and then you don't build momentum, and uh, that's the game you get. Dean Henderson didn't have much to do apart from. It might well have been offside. A smart okay. save right at the end. Yeah. When you've had nothing to do all night, is that perhaps even harder, that sort of save? Yeah, that's, but that's a Man United goalkeeper sometimes, that you have to keep your concentration, and he's growing into that position. He's great save. I thought I, I didn't know if he was off or not, so I, I thank him for uh, one point and not um, zero. Any idea when David De Gea might be available again as yet? No. Uh, that'll, that's a private matter, so... Uh, it'll take it time that it takes. How concerned are you about the points that are slipping away? Four in the last two games. Yes, it's not what we want, but that's the football we're playing in. We're in the Premier League and you have to play better to win games. We know we're in a, in a battle uh, to, uh, to be as high in the table as possible. And we see other results go, sometimes go uh, like we don't expect. And we know we're in a fight and we need to pick every point we can. How much would you expect a Manchester derby to produce a very different performance at the weekend? It'll definitely uh, be a different challenge, of course, and we have to play better to win that one, and that's what we're aiming for. We, uh, we go into every game wanting to win, uh, putting a plan to win, um, and if the players perform, we can. One last thing, Oli. Liverpool said today they're not going to allow their players to go away to an international break if they are required to quarantine coming back. You have several players potentially yep. facing quarantine. Have the club yep. or yourself made a decision yet as to whether or not you will let them go? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to, uh, to travel uh, when we're paying them if they have to come back and be away for 10 days. Uh, so uh, that's a chat we, um, we'll have with the players, yeah. Jose, congratulations. That was a really hard three points. Um, you missed a couple of chances as well, which might have made it easier, but it's a tough game. Yeah, it was a tough game. We knew it. Um, they are playing well. They don't score many goals, but they don't concede. They are very solid, very well organised. They like the ball. And uh, when they have it, they take the initiative from the opponent. We had our chances to kill it. We didn't. And then the game becomes a very similar game to what we had in, in some other matches in, in, in the Premier League. But this time we managed the... The clean sheet, I think uh, Lucas Lamella, uh, Sissoko, they gave us something that at that moment of the game we were missing. Uh, fresh legs, energy, uh, Lamella, Lucas taking the ball forward, um, keeping possession. So the last 15-20 minutes that intensity was going down and our control of the game was coming up. So I think in the end we deserve the three points, but um, they are difficult. The two players you took off at that point, Gareth Bale and Deli Ali, is that understandable that their intensity was dropping a little given that you know Delhi hadn't no, played that uh, much for you? Gareth we have to manage and of course it's not an easy situation to play two, three matches in the same week. He's doing very well for us. Even today I'm I'm so happy with what he gave to the uh, to the team. But the second match in the same uh, week to going over 60, 65 minutes was, was too much. And I knew it, that Lucas would bring us a different intensity in this, in this uh, moment. Uh, Dele was, was fine. Uh, he has a good interaction with uh, the most offensive players. But we also felt that in that moment with Anguissa coming fresh to the game, we needed a Sissoko there to give us a little bit more of um, intensity and, and control and getting some freedom to, uh, to Tanguy. When we brought uh, Lamela uh, to that position, number 10, we knew that he would, he would give us that wild, uh, disorganized intensity. But at that time of the game, we needed that. We need to bring the ball to attacking areas and to take the control that we were having. They had a goal disallowed, obviously. And you can debate that, 
But the save that Hugo Lloris made just before that, I mean, that would have counted. And it was a crucial save down to his left from Lamina. I mean, he's, he, he's made a couple of great saves for you again tonight. No, he's there for that. And um, also Ariola did it. A um, couple of saves that would, would kill the game. Uh, to be honest, Ariola was amazing in our stadium in the first half when we were super dominant and we had opportunity to score three or four goals. He was amazing there, so today he did the same. But um, Hugo is, is the best French goalkeeper and a couple of saves to show it. Are you expecting a very intense battle with maybe half a dozen, maybe even more teams involved, all trying to finish second, third, fourth? No, I'm expecting a battle with, um, with Crystal Palace. That's the battle I am expecting. I know that they are very hard. Uh, since I arrived at Tottenham, we played two matches against them and we had two draws, both difficult matches that we had to play. Uh, one more day for them uh, to rest than, uh, than us. It's going to be hard and it's the only match that in this moment we think. Thank you. Chelsea. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Yes, Scott, sorry to see the unbeaten run come to an end. I mm. know that performances don't translate into points, and I know that's what's important at the moment, but do you take some comfort from that performance, especially in that second half? Yeah, I do. I thought the performance was um, was very good, certainly second half. I thought first half we probably we started well, but then really didn't didn't play like I want us to play. I didn't, didn't, I didn't feel we had the, the demeanour of a top team. I want, I want us to be a top team, and I felt we... We didn't have that second half. We was every bit of that. We was every bit of that, and really, I thought we were we was outstanding second half. But you're right. Um, as much as I'm pleased with the performance, um, of course, at this moment in time, I want to win football matches. And myself and the team tonight went into this game thinking we could win it. And on the run of it, when when this early coming in. Um, I felt that we was well worthy of that, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, you piled on the pressure in that second half. But there was an issue with scoring in that final third, especially mm. with that Lamina chance at the end. Then, of course, you had the, the goal disallowed as well. Um, is that something that's becoming a bit of a problem? Well, certainly it's there. It's certainly there. And, uh, you know, look, this is a very young team. This is a young team in age. This is a young team in, in, in terms of experience in and around this division. And, of course... Um, being, being deadly in them fine uh, moments are, are, are key. We understand that, but that's part and parcel of developing. And uh, we've, moved, we've come a long way. We now need to get the other end of that and the right side of that. Um, but like I said, you know, we're playing against a fantastic team here, a massive football club, a club I spent a lot of time at as a player and, and as, a, as a young coach, really. So I, we understood the demands of what we were facing tonight. And like I said, I'm, I'm very proud of my team in terms of the way we went about it second half. Um, and the, the, the bits you're talking about, we all understand, the players understand. And, um, yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep doing that. We'll keep working to get there. And, you know, the defensive combinations have been really a cornerstone of that unbeaten run that you've had recently. How can you build on that and then take that forward into the, this last sort of very crucial period of the season now? Big, big run for us. Big, big run of games now. Um, we've put ourselves in an absolute fantastic position. And to be quite honest with you, four weeks ago, whatever we were and where we were, and even at the beginning of the season, cheers, pal, thank you, even at the beginning of the season, you know, the, where, this, where this football team have gone and where I suspect us to go, um, we need to keep believing in that. And it's performances like tonight what can give us great heart. Disappointment, because we're all bitterly disappointed. Disappointment we've not won a game tonight against, a, like I said, a fantastic side. But... Um, there's no way we'll surrender. There's no way we won't keep performing like we are or keep fighting. Um, and with that, you've always got a chance. And, you know, we have got a chance. And Liverpool next, I guess there is, you know, from everything you've said, there's just no fear, is there? No, no, there definitely ain't. So um, we go to a, a, another big game now at the weekend, another one after that. But what game's not going to be big for us this year? Certainly in the last, the last run in now. Um, but like I said, we'll, we'll approach it in the right way like we have done. We'll keep moving. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks Thank a lot. You. When you look back over the pattern of the game, particularly how well you started, how positively you started this game, should you perhaps have had something to show for it at that stage? Well, like I said, we, you know, we, we, with the, what, what we did and how we did it, we've always struggled to score goals from day one, and um, and I think we've uh, we struggled here again, again tonight, and that's a di the difference. What of Everton had a very lucky chance for Calvert-Lewin off a deflection that we could do nothing about but a great save from Sam and probably the goal that they scored you know, we had some half chances and some you know and some good uh, opportunities to do better and we didn't and that's the difference between 
today between us and them, they've got a 1-0. We, we, we haven't scored any of the chances that we created and that's why we've lost. In the end, you were targeting six points, I think, from Brighton tonight and the Newcastle game. At least, I said. At least six points. I said at, le at, at least, least six but points. The, but at one point today, um, we were in a position to possibly get more than one point, and that's what the problem has been recently, where we've been in a position to get more than one point. We haven't. Today, we haven't even got that point and lost, so that's what we've got to reverse on Sunday. Now we've got to make the opportunity to win that game um, a really, really big one for us. Looking at the performance and in terms of the performance, what should the players take from tonight into Sunday now? Well, the big problem we've got is can they perform like that again on Sunday when Newcastle are not playing and we're playing here on a Thursday night? Uh, that is going to be uh, a massive disadvantage to us in, in, in the fact that we will not have, uh, not have the time to recover that we've, we really needed. So it'll all be about mentality. It'll all be about grit and determination. It'll be about the size of your heart and the willingness to push yourself through the pain barrier because that's what we'd have to do because, you know, Newcastle will come here nice and fresh and we'll, we'll still be feeling the, um, the efforts of this game, not just physically but also mentally because we really deserve something out of it and we didn't. So I've got to try and get the lads as physically and mentally prepared as possible and ask them to um, really, you know, fight what they feel and, and give everything that they've got and when they feel tired just grit your teeth and give that bit more Sam, appreciate your time Thank Cheers. You. Danny, what's making this game so interesting for you? I think tactically it's been, it's been brilliant I still say Liverpool's situation more often than not, if you're going to win a game it's winning that midfield battle Liverpool aren't doing that, the distances between the midfield and, and the defence What's happening is you've got Fabinho, and we know that he's a defensive midfielder, but he's playing centre-back at the moment. If he's playing defensive midfield, he would be getting the rest of the midfield to drop. But because he's not, you've got no-one dictating in there. So, therefore, what's happening is the back four are pressing higher up. We saw it in particular with the goal. Only three Liverpool players back behind the ball, and they were counted on no problem. You had Wijnaldum, who'd got advanced, Jones, who'd got advanced. No-one taking care of things. Um, for the defensive side of things for Liverpool. And I just think that Fabinho, as much as you want his experience at centre-back, I would rather have him at central midfield because that's where games are won and lost. It's as simple as that and you can gain more protection. Robbie? I don't totally agree. I, I think, I'm not sure that Fabinho's in there, that he stops that ball being played over. Two inexperienced centre-backs, maybe if it's a Phillips or a Williams with Kabak, I don't think helps. Where I see a bigger problem, Rebecca, is the high line that Liverpool play when Chelsea win possession. Now, I'm not saying when Liverpool have got the ball that they want to drop off and in any way park the bus, but you want to get up the pitch when we've got possession of the ball. The moment it turns over, I think Liverpool can drop five to ten yards and say, I'm not going to have a race with Werner and Ziyech or Mount running through. I'm going to be in a decent position to defend that and keep the game in front of me rather than leaving the space in behind. Because if you've got Van Dijk and Gomez, who can go one-on-one, -on -one, who've got pace, yeah, we can go high and we can play that way. But when you've got Kabak, a kid who's struggling, you've got Fabinho, who's not a natural centre-back, why are you still playing such a high line and leaving all the space in behind? The, the two problems that Liverpool have got, and they've had it for a number of games now because of the balance between the midfield and defence, space in behind space in between. So you've got space in behind the back four, but you've also got space in between the midfield and the defence. As I said previously, when you look at defensive midfield, your defensive midfielder, he's the one there that will judge the distances. But if I'm Fabinho and I'm, yeah. a, 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 I'm playing centre-back, I'm yeah. a midfield player, but I'm now playing centre-back and I'm not happy with things, I'm not conditioned to the way you go out as the way it plays. I'm top professional international footballer. I say to an Aldum, Oi, there's too much space. Drop in a little bit. Drop in in front of us a moment. You can have that communication. You can change your tactics on the go as the game's being played. You don't just start with what you do in training. Different things happen in games and you have to adjust in a different but, way. But the problem that we're having, or Liverpool are having, and we saw by the goal, is that your defensive midfielder isn't Wijnaldum, it's Thiago. And I often say, if you're going to be a team that dominates possession, you have to have four men behind the ball that can cover left-back, Two centre-back positions and right-back. Liverpool didn't have that. Let's, Liverpool only had the three. Sorry, Dan. Let's, right. let's also just go back to a position where both full-backs from Liverpool are trying to go quite high. Robertson, particularly mm. on the left-hand side, is going against James. And Trent's going when he can on that right-hand side. When Trent got back behind Fabinho, Fabinho's one-on-one, -on -one, not a natural defender. Trent Alexander-Arnold doesn't work hard enough for Becker. He's a, he's a defender. That's got to be your life on the line to stop Mount getting a shot at goal. He kind of got back and almost just jogged, jogged back into position. Mount 
made the most of it, scores a brilliant goal. Can we talk about Chelsea? Mm. Yeah. Let's have a line for Mason yeah. Mount because a goal like that, a yeah. finish like that from a player like that in a game like this yeah. says what about him? He's a top talent at the back. He might not be as showy, as skillful as, as maybe the, 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 the stepovers of other players, but he's got the, the, the best compliment I can get. He's got the Frank Lampard thing. Can find big moments, can find good spaces in big games. Chelsea's game plan so far has been brilliant. Contain and counter. They've been outstanding. And it's no surprise now, I think, if you look at Liverpool, the last 14 goals they've conceded, 12 of them have been in the second half. So what, what a lot of teams are doing are now saying to Liverpool, listen, tie yourself out, weigh yourself out, and we'll take control in the second half. And that would be my fear now as a Liverpool supporter or player. Timo Werner, who had the goal disallowed, mm-hmm. we were having a conversation, Robbie mm-hmm. and I, during the first half. Does he gain confidence from putting the ball in the back of the net simply because he scored a goal? Or does he have head down because it was disallowed? I think, I think it'll be Tuchel saying to him at half-time, listen... You had a chance, which you should have done better if you didn't. Then you got another chance to put the ball in the back of the net. You're offside. As this game goes on, you're going to get more opportunities. So just stick with it. Keep making those runs and you will get in eventually because Liverpool are going to go higher. You said before the game you felt Chelsea. You're sticking with Chelsea? Yes. You said you felt Liverpool. Yeah. you see them coming back or no now you've seen that first half? I'm a little worried about the defence for back and mm. the high line they're using. They'll have to change the tactics a little bit. 15th different centre-half partnership today this season for Liverpool. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's take you back to the commentary box at Anfield to Graham Lasso and Arlo White. And gentlemen, this time last year, this time last season, mm. Liverpool had 36 mm. more points. The drop-off surely is more than just injuries, isn't it? Well, it's very difficult to say, um, but it's it's like their form has dropped off a cliff, mm. Graham, hasn't it? And look, there are extenuating circumstances, and, and Jurgen Klopp was saying during the week that he's never seen a situation like that defensively. You know, 15 different centre-back partnerships in the Premier League alone, but it's affected the fluidity going forward. Did we see an, another example of that tonight? I mean, they've scored one goal from open play at home in the league in nine hours. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult to say really what what the you know what the fundamental point that causes everything else to come from it. I think the injuries, the lack of that sort of that that solid backbone that they built over the last couple of seasons, and that gives them the structure from which to play very aggressive, attacking, free flowing football, mm. risk taking football. Um, you know, looking at them today, they're in poor form, but both fullbacks are still bombing forwards at the same time. They're wide open, one-on-one situations where you always felt that Chelsea had the pace and the ability to to make a couple of passes and suddenly be in a really attacking mm-hmm. and dangerous position against them. So it's all it's all eroded, um, and everybody's confidence has suffered as a result of that um, lack of real goal-scoring opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you can you can put it down to a combination of lots of things and. Just that, that friction that they need by having the fans here as well is, yeah. is, is a big thing. At least Diogo Jota has returned. Mo Salah didn't look happy having been taken off. Watch this space. Um, was that Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea tonight? Yeah, certainly. Rebecca said it when we handed back about the you know, best performance, biggest result for him so far at Chelsea. And again, they, they had a, a definitive game plan. I, I think the system suits them perfectly. I said during commentary, commentary that they're... They're really well connected mm. and there's partnerships all over the pitch. The wing backs, they, they, they know when to go and when not to go. They can drop into a five. The back three, Christensen, was fantastic. The two in front were excellent and they always had that creative threat, that energy. Um, so they match Liverpool physically and then they, I think they beat them in terms of the tactical approach of the game and, and just that, that threat that they offered, the balance between defence and attack. Yep. Big night for Thomas Tuchel. He's beaten mm. Jurgen Klopp, his fellow German. Let's hear from him now. Well, Thomas, was that a brave, high-quality performance from your team that got its reward? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Played very courage. We had excellent moments with the ball. We had moments where we needed to suffer, but never lost the 
the attitude uh, to defend, never lost the discipline, attitude, desire and, and also courage to defend up front and it was a, a win, well-deserved win with a big performance and, uh, and a big result, of course. Did the match go? exactly how you planned it. I'm sure they don't always, but did no. that one. No, we don't plan whole matches. We just try to plan our performance. But in terms of how you got at Liverpool, in terms of their, the weaknesses you saw, yeah, you but, exploit them? Yeah, but the, the point is, if when you, when you play in Enfield, you need to do, you cannot overthink, you have no time to think. So we told the players... We need your best performance, but we need nothing extra super special. But the things we do today, we need to do them on the highest level in precision and passing, in distances, where we want the ball. We need to be courage if we want to escape the pressure. And we did this excellent. Like, it was a, a very, very good team performance. I'm absolutely happy because it's a deserved win. Was that almost the best thing, the way you played out of that pressure from your defence? Yeah, and, and, but, but the, 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 the performance was very complex. We were also strong in, in, in transition game we were strong in defending and, and winning second balls and, and counter pressing so and that was that was the key and uh, we knew that when we arrived here that we need uh, we need to be top in, in all situations of the game they will ask us a lot uh, they ask you a lot of uh, questions and you have need to have the answers did the direct pass to Mason Mount to Timo Werner yeah. work plenty of times as well yeah we, we could overload sometimes uh, very good the side with Mason and with uh, Chile on the side to escape the pressure and attack at the same time with the acceleration this worked very well and uh, the, the, um, we were everybody was very brave and we needed to adapt the positions all the time because they are attacking from uh, outside to the inside so pressure is high inside but still the solution is also inside under the highest pressure is, is, the, is also the, the solution to escape the pressure so <laughs> it was a lot to do and the guys had an excellent performance from Edu up to until, uh, until Timo everybody was sharp and that was absolutely necessary any sense when Timo's goal was ruled out by VAR that ah, it's not going to be our oh, night no not, not like this but it was clear that that is a super close decision and, and you hope you never know exactly where the line is and when the moment of the line will be drawn so you always hope it was uh, instantly clear that it's going to be a super close decision uh, yeah um, you have to accept sometimes it's in your favour sometimes it's not in your favour it's, it's like this so in terms of top four how big a win how significant is that of course it's a, it's a six point game because at the same time when you win the others lose obviously um, so we knew this but the race is on there are still 11 games to go I never said something else go step by step there's no other way than to to prepare every match that is coming. The next one is the next tough one, uh, also against the direct opponent for the top four. And we play Leeds and we play uh, Atletico and we play Cup. So it's good because we can never rest, we can never celebrate and be happy too, too long because there's it's no time for that. But you seem to have the team playing exactly to your instruction. Hopefully. So quickly, though. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. We. I, I feel I feel as a part of this group. I feel uh, uh, as a big part of of the of the club actually, from the first moments, and we put in all our effort and try to help and do this um, in the best way possible. And we are happy when when the team shows their quality. It's a, it's a players' game on that level, and we're delighted to be part of it. Well done. Well, it has been quite a turnaround, you have to say, since Frank Lampard left and Tuchel came in. And today, Robbie, it felt, it just yeah. felt a bit different, didn't it? That Chelsea it performance. When I looked at Chelsea with Becker, it looked to me as though everybody was in sync with what they were there to do. There was game management was excellent. Their, their understanding of positions, where to be, decisions with and without the ball, when to break, when not to break. And I looked, interesting enough, at the back three, Christensen, Rudiger and Aspilicueta none of whom were really featuring in Frank Lampard's back line. And individually, maybe in a, in a two, they, they've all struggled. So what does he do? He goes with a three at the back, changes his stability, get, puts an extra defender there. It allows them then to have the wing-backs. And all of a sudden, this team looked like they can, they can now rely on a defence and know that if they get a goal at the other end, they're going to win it. It's the top end that they were struggling. Eight clean sheets in the ten games that Tuchel has been in charge tells you that... When Liverpool were attacking today, there was a bit of old Chelsea like, keep coming, you're not mm. going to score. 
And when you've got that as a team, that's strong. That, that's something you can rely on. Just like Liverpool used to rely on those front three, we'll score them out, out, out of danger. That's gone now for Liverpool. Chelsea can start to say our back line and the way we defend as a team means we can keep things tight. I, th I think he's my management skills as well since he's come in. You know, you listen to interviews that people do and, and things that are coming out of the club. It's everybody knows what's expected of him. What was really interesting in the interview, because we know that he's tactically very good, he talks about discipline, desire and courage. That's nothing to do with the tactical side of things. And I've been at clubs where there's been players like that, but they're not necessarily going in the same direction as the manager. So they don't necessarily show that on the pitch. He's got everybody doing that. After games, you see him. The first players he goes and talks to are players that have just come off the bench. They're not the players that are playing week in, week out. The one thing, when you're, when you're a manager, the most important players to look after are the ones that aren't playing. And he's done that unbelievably well. So when they then come in and get their opportunity, they know it's exactly what's expected of them. They've been absolutely magnificent. And by the way, I could listen to him all day, the way that he talks about the game. And just in general, he's magnificent. If I'm being picky, could they do with more goals, 11 goals in the last 10? Yeah, I think... With him coming in, he's, he's looked at the defensive structure and the foundation. And, and he'll look at that and think, what was the biggest problem? Well, it was defensively because now they've got the second-best defence. They did have the 11th. Yes, the goal scoring's gone down, but two clubs are looking and thinking, well, if I sort my defence out, we only need one goal at the reigning champions to win the game. So he's looking at the back and then building forwards. Yeah, he's looking at that. He's going to have to either free up somehow Timo Werner or at some point Rebecca, he might go to the owners and go... Yeah. Buy me one up top, and then we'll start to compete. Is there a place for Pulisic in this system? He's going to have to work hard. He's going to have to find his, his time. And when he gets moments when he comes on the pitch like today, he's got to come up with some big things. Got to have an impact. OK, mm. let's talk Liverpool after we've heard from Andy Robertson. Andy, I know it wasn't over until that final whistle went. A couple of chances towards the end there, but how has that left you feeling? Yeah, look... You know, we our home form since Boxing Day has been, you know, terrible. It's been up there with, you know, teams that are fighting relegation. That's, you know, I think we've picked up two points since Boxing Day. That's, you know, to be honest, that's, you know, for us, for you know, forget about how many games we went unbeaten and all that nonsense. We've got, we've got to win. You know, you know, our success was based on home games. You know, winning home and then. But we seem to be better away just now. But if you're better away, you still need to pick up points at home. And just now we're not doing that. And it just feels just now we're taking, you know, one step forward and two steps back. You know, you beat West Ham and Tottenham away from home. And you think, OK, we're going to get going. And then you follow up with, you know, three, four uh, home defeats now. You beat Sheffield United, you follow up with defeat here. So, you know, we, we need to put a run together. We've said that since the start. And, you know, it's, uh, it's not good enough. You know, all... All of us are coming out and saying the same things and, you know, it doesn't help the fans and things like that, but, you know, we can't keep getting beat at home. That's um, it's one thing that needs to stop and it needs to stop now, to be honest. I know you won't want to know, but that's that's five in a row in the Premier League here at home. That's, that's never happened before in the history of Liverpool. When you look sometimes, it, it looks like things aren't going your way or things are going against you all the time. Is that how it's feeling out there right now? Yeah, look, the goal's poor from our point of view. We've been hitting the counter-attack and, like, it's a good goal by Mason Mount, but somebody's got to put pressure on the ball. Somebody's got to go and stop him from shooting. You know, he's, he's right-footed playing on the left-hand side. You know what he wants to do. He wants to cut inside and he wants to shoot. So somebody needs to step up and block the shot. Um, and that's what's defined the game. I don't think they've had many chances. You know, I, I cleared one off the line, but other than that, I don't think they had many. We've had a few. So these games are always games of fine margins. And previously, we've been on the other end of it. But just now, the fine margins are going against us. And we need to try and, we need to try and stop that because all the big teams we're playing against are coming here and picking up points. And, you know, you know in, in the change room after it, you heard them celebrating it. And it's a huge win for them. But that needs to hurt us and that needs to drive us forward and not let people come here because too many people have been coming here and celebrating and it's, like you said, it's our home and we should use it to advantage, not a disadvantage and it's certainly like that just now. Thanks, Andy. Top man, thank you. It's a problem for Liverpool right now. They're in seventh position on 43 points, a full four points away from the top four. The top four occupied by City, United, Leicester and now Chelsea. Here's Jurgen Klopp. Well, Jürgen, a disappointing result, perhaps a damaging one as well in terms of top four. How do you think your team played? <laughs> oh, I'm not too interested, really. The, the, the individual quality, I think, of Mason in that one situation made a difference. He scored the goal. Um, we didn't score in other situations. So, um, it was a tight game, it was an intense game. Both teams had to invest a lot. Um, 
That's it, pretty much. Was the ball in behind your way or theirs always likely to decide it with two high defences? Yeah, we tried to force that. We knew that they do it as well. Of course, they do it. It's probably slightly different. Um, but, of course, they wanted to use Werner. In this situation, it's clear that's probably why he played an entry room. Um, they had this, the goal they scored, um, which was obviously offside. I didn't see it back. And um, I think second half, another counter-attack. There were not a lot they had. We had more situations around. We had, of course, a, the great one with Sadio. We had others where we were in a really good situation and we didn't, we didn't score. So, and you cannot win against Chelsea. I, I, I think I have to watch it back. I, I didn't look it back yet. Um, but it's a defending mistake. I think we have enough players there. You're just too deep. So, winger or the 10 like Mason, when he comes inside, you cannot defend inside the box or around the six yard box. You have to be in the, in the area where they finish the situation off. And that was clear there. Son is doing it like that. Mason is doing it like that. Sadiamani is doing it like that in moments and all these kind of things. So, you have to defend it differently. That was, a, we didn't do well there. And the details decide these kind of games, and then they go too often against us, and we are responsible for that. That's clear. Did you have the sense tonight that you looked more vulnerable defensively than you would have liked? It's a quality of Chelsea. It's um, first time for a while that Fabinho played again. All these kind of things. A lot of things are there uh, which you have to consider. But I think you cannot defend Chelsea over 95 minutes completely. That they don't have any chance. Um, Look, it's in the end you conceded one goal. We made a mistake there. The other goal, the other situation, it was offside. So you can say say it's good defending if you want. If you play an offensive player offside, it's good defending. That's how it is. Um, but of course, we need to have with all the possession we had again. We need to we need to have more chances. And <laughs> there were kind of I don't know how many situations, but too many. Um, but everything was really good until the final pass. So we, had the, we had the situation with, I think, with Robo going down the, the, the really, a really good attack and a, full, a convincing ball there. It's like 80%, not enough. Then um, I think before we concede the goal, really good. Bobby turns, bam, bam, in the center, and then chips the ball to, wants to chip the ball to Robo in behind. Robo's there, and we chip the ball in, in front in their feet. So these situations, they make really the difference. That's like you are close, but you're not close enough. And in the end, it's not even a chance, and that's hard. And what causes that? Is that confidence? Is that this run you're having at home, do you think? Unfortunately, we can't say it's only at home, yes. We, I know we lost a lot of games now. That's uh, everything. We know everything, but it's, uh, it's not about Enfield or whatever. It happens in general too often. We have just, we have to, I said it after the, not the last game, the game before probably, in the decisive moments, we have to improve, and we have to be there, um, and we have we have to use and to show to show our quality in these moments. We don't do that often enough. That's clear. One nil down and chasing the game. What was the thinking behind subbing Mo Salah with half an hour or so to go? Just bringing fresh legs. More look today. It's not very often, but more look today. Just like he suffered a little bit, played a lot of games, um, and then you can. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I could have taken off Sadio, Bobby. That's all clear. But in this moment, it looked like more um, suffers the most. Um, What's the other? Um, yeah, Oxley trains really well. So you have to you have to um, respect that as well, and um, to show that you see it. These kind of things. And um, yeah, and what was the third one? Yes, yeah, Millie. Millie, Millie trains really good. We had a, we, we we lost a little bit of grip in that moment. Like if you cannot accept, or we shouldn't get a second goal. So um, we were not compact enough anymore. So that's why you bring Millie, wake them all up again. These kind of things. From a football point of view, of course, we could have brought Nabi. That's clear as well. But it was a little bit about keep them in the game because we needed one situation. But if we let them run through one, two, one or two times more often, then we are tunneled down and we don't have to think anymore about it. Last one, you said beforehand, and it's obvious, I suppose, it was a big, big game. So how big, how damaging is the defeat? Oh, yes, it's a massive blow. It's not done yet, but we don't have to talk about it. If you lose that many games, what do you, you, do, you don't have the right to go to the Champions League. That's how it is. We have to win football games, and we know that. Uh, and we work on it, but for tonight it was not enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. 
massive, massive blow, mm. says Jurgen Klopp. What's his biggest concern right now? Um, that some of that spirit that was made Liverpool different, that made them difficult to play against, looks like it, it, it's gone, been eroded. Now, it, for me, there's no one thing. I think Graham summed it up. The injuries have absolutely hurt them. At centre-back, we've got 15 centre-back partnerships in, in the Premier League already this season. The lack of intensity in the team, some of that comes from the injuries, but they're not pressing as high as well as energetic. And the front three back, who we used to rely on, who somehow would find a moment, will get a goal. And this includes, by the way, the top league scorer Mo Salah in 17. The front three are out of sync. They're not quite connecting together. One shot on target in 90 minutes against Chelsea, and that's a Wijnaldum header in the 85th minute of the game, tells you that it's not quite working up front. And defensively, we know they've all kind of problems. Your think, Liverpool take? Yeah, I think the biggest problem is it's... Don't get me wrong, they were phenomenal for so long and arguably one of the, if not the best teams in Europe. But that's not working now. But it just seems to be a mentality of carry on regardless. So if we look at the last five defeats at home, every single game had a goal from the counter-attack. And whether we talk about a high line, whether we talk about being too deep, as Robbie said, the pressing isn't as intense. So teams can reset. Teams get that extra second on the ball. So therefore, you have to you have to adjust as you go along. We look at Guardiola. He's changed things around at the club as in terms of the way he wants to play things. Chelsea are doing that under Tuchel. What Klopp has done at Liverpool has been phenomenal. But at some point along the journey, you have to adapt and you have to change because teams otherwise will start to find you out. And it's been no, it's been no surprise really that all the results, the recent losses at home, have gone very similar as in terms of the way that, that, that they've lost the game. Dan, just on that, just quickly, do you mm. think, like, a change, change of system? I mean, Tuchel's come into Chelsea, got yeah. back three. Could, could Liverpool go back three? I know they're struggling for centre-backs, but back three, Robbo and, and um, yeah. Trent Alexander, you know, two midfield players, you still get the front three. Change of system might just change a bit of look, bring a bit of chemistry and get them dynamic again. When, when we see back threes, a lot of them are by design. But some managers will tell you that they play a back three because they don't trust two centre-backs. Mm. And at the moment, with the injury crisis that Liverpool have got, which has obviously been well-spoken about, why not have that extra man? You can still play your, your, your three up front. You mm. can play the 3-4-3, three, three, no problem, and have that extra protection and insurance defensively-wise. Interesting point. We'll see whether he does that against Fulham at home. The next game is at the weekend at Anfield. We have the minor prospects of the Manchester derby coming away on Sunday. It's the third game of four. It will be live from the Etihad at 11.30 Eastern on Sunday. That's Manchester City league leaders by 14 points over near neighbours Manchester United. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.